0: with George Castrino's today of the great breakout band. Well, we wouldn't call them breakout band, but a really great band that I want to break to you today, the St. James Band. Stay with us here at Concert Experience for Afterbuzz. You're
1: tuning into the
0: destination for TV Superfan discussion. Afterbuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Alright, so George, welcome to the program today
1: Thanks for having me We're
0: so excited to be here And we are going to be talking and gabbing all things music today, global music And uh, promoting a little bit of your new CD, which is out now, Always Be With You There we go, we got a little clip of the video up there Now what I'd like to know, George, is Always Be With You is there? That's the title track. That's this uh, this video that we're looking at now. It's a single, yeah. The single off of this. Is there a um, a story behind the title? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna throw that in your corner.
1: Okay. That song would be like, where, I mean, the video. If you the video, you know, making that video was a little bit of a struggle, but it, I kind of got the idea across because if you watch the video there's a theme line of a couple that's up in their age and you could think maybe the older gentleman is coming toward the end of his life and he's reflecting back mm-hmm. and then he's with his wife and he's been with her the whole time and he, he's thinking about stuff and then he is glad that he's by her side and he's always going to be with her and then the other, the flip side too be, could be kind of like, I wanted like a dual meaning where it could be like you're finding your way back home to like, kind of like a, a spiritual God thing, maybe, and mm-hmm. and then the response is God is saying, or your higher power is saying, "I've always been there. I'm always going to be with you, and I'm right here by your side." So we tried to get that across in the video, but that's kind of what it means is like, "I'm always going to be with you."
0: Does that give you a sense of comfort? It does.
1: Mm-hmm. Does it give you a sense of comfort? It does
0: give me a sense of comfort because <laughs> I, you know, I spend a lot of time alone, and yeah. so it's nice to know that. We're not necessarily really alone. Right. We are as alone as we choose to but be. But we
1: feel like we're alone. There's a lot of loneliness in the world.
0: Well, so yeah, and the, the world is a big place. And the, yeah. you know, I um, when I was listening to this uh, to this whole album, it's got a lot of the songs that have uh, an underlying theme of being with somebody, being together. Do you believe right. in true love? Um. Or does yes, this transcend? Does the message transcend love for you?
1: It does. But in the relationships sense. based on the way of the world are difficult. So, mm. true love in the sense of the way the world sees love, I think it's people suffer over that. You know, in what sense? Well, I mean, marriage is always most marriages end in, end of, end in divorce and mm. um.
0: Div- divorce is one of those things where no one goes into a partnership hoping that it's going to end. Or expecting it right. to end; otherwise, you wouldn't get into the partnership in the first place. But I think uh, sometimes society places too much pressure on people to stay together, when really the better move is for them to move apart. Right. And I, I think so- society has um, relaxed the stigma around divorce. know, but divorce if it's true love,
1: wouldn't true love be forever, or eternity? Always but does true love
0: have to be bound by marriage? No,
1: that's good. I mean, I'm just saying, like yeah. that—that's good that yeah. you're seeing it like that because. Yeah. You know, people get together and they have that. You see people on the street or in a coffee shop and you can tell, like, that's a new couple. And then you yeah. can tell, oh, that couple's been together for a while. <laughs> I mean, that couple's been together for a long time. And you can just see it, you know. like yeah.
0: You see the people sitting at a restaurant and not, not talking to each other for the whole 45-minute dinner. But sometimes
1: that can be good, too, like where you're with somebody and you're just comfortable just sitting with them. Like, mm. that's mm-hmm. a sweetness, too.
0: But, have you um, been in love? Sure. Yeah.
1: I was married. I a you know.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to go back to the band for okay. just a second. We're missing a couple of band members. <laughs> right. Uh, ex- um, introduce your uh, your bassist and your guitarist. Those guys are, well, the, are not able the to the be The guys on
1: the record, that's Kern McDowell okay. and Ethan Yeager. Those guys are um, from from uh, Philadelphia, and mm-hmm. they went to... Um, I can't think. Of, they went to Berkeley, actually. That's where oh, they met. So. Okay. But they were they were Berkeley dropouts, <laughs> but they were proud of me in Berkeley dropouts. Anyway, I met them on a Craigslist ad a few years ago. Okay, actually, yeah. like five years ago.
0: And you just put out an, uh, an ad for for bandmates. Yeah,
1: I did. Cool. And, and I got the drummer. Then the bass player came later. I was playing with these this other bass player, and it just kind of evolved. Yeah.
0: Cool. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. But
1: now the drummer's in Austin, he's getting ready to come back. So my band right. is kind of revolving, but those right. guys are my first right, first right or refusal. Right, uh,
0: absolutely. And you do a bunch of, uh, I don't want to call it freelancing, but you do a bunch of jamming with various sure. bands as well.
1: I'm a guitar player for hire, right. maybe.
0: <laughs> now, being a guitar player, were you? when was the first time you picked up a guitar? How old were you?
1: I was, I was like nine. All right. And I had this moment... I, was living, I grew up in Florida, and there was a kid across the street, John Moore.
0: Okay, you remember his friend. name? Yeah, yeah. okay. I'll, I'll and I would, would. Uh,
1: go across the street and play with him and hang out with yeah. him. And he had an older brother who was probably like 18 at the time, and we were forbidden to go in his room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. So one day, I used to peek in the room and I could see guitars over there. I could see the headstocks of the guitar, the headstocks mm-hmm. were like the tuners and stuff and i would peek in and like i was like no you can't go in there and so one day i went over there it was dark nobody okay. was around <laughs> it's
0: a little bit of the rebel I, street I, I in, peeked you. Here in the go. door
1: and i saw the guitars and i walked in <gasps> and i walked over to the guitars and i started touching them and i remember it was this red guitar now it's like it was a gibson es335 i didn't you know, know that now i yeah. know it now but not at the time but i touched the guitar yeah. and the brother was in bed sleeping oh, <laughs> I was oh like, you were
0: that <laughs> daring you and went in there like while he was in there. he screamed at
1: me. He <laughs> screamed at me. And I literally, I wet my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Not totally, but it did. A I have to give you a high five
0: for your introduction into guitar. Right? Oh, that's so and funny. And I
1: scrambled on out of there. And
0: wow. Uh, but you were stuck. That was it. Yeah, yeah, that I was like, I there. was
1: attracted to the guitars yeah. for mm-hmm. sure. And then my older brother played a little guitar. and All then, right. You know. Yeah. So yeah. it started back then. I got my first guitar when I was like 12, I think.
0: Okay. And then went from there. Yeah. Well, cool. you've got a daughter, and she actually is a musician as well.
1: Right, Jade, my daughter Jade. She was in the band Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeroes. Mm-hmm. They had a pretty good run, and then she left, and now she's out on her own. But she did good. Yeah, she actually did really well.
0: We've got she, a uh, we've got a clip of you guys playing yeah, yeah. At, uh, at Coachella a little while ago. Can she made Papa
1: really proud.
0: Ah, uh, of course. <laughs> Here we go, let's watch this.
1: This is a good day for me, and her.
0: We, talk to us a little this bit about a, this concert. This is Coachella, well, Coachella I think yeah. it's
1: 2010, mm-hmm. and I got to sit in with him, and this is her song. Now, the band had a, collect, a nice collection of music, but this was actually her tune.
0: But yeah. So she writes her own music as well, obviously. Yeah. yeah.
1: But yeah, this is good.
0: Now, the one thing, we're going to keep this video playing, the one thing I, I, I'm always curious about is, um, you know, is this debate, nature versus nurture. Do you feel that that musical gene got passed on to her, or do you feel she absorbed it because of the environment she grew up in, which is a musical environment? I mean,
1: a little bit of both, but, Mm -hmm. like, there was a time, she was 12, when I realized she could sing. I remember when she was younger, she was running around the house singing Whitney Houston Mm -hmm. and Mariah Carey stuff, and then she actually did this Grease play where she sang in the play, and I remember, like, that was pretty good, and then... There was this moment. I was in this one band. It was like 1997. Okay. It was called Fountainhead, and we were doing really good. And the singer just some some, some troubles came up with a singer, and we had to find a new singer. So I was running auditions for a singer. Yeah. And we were living in Malibu, and I had this little studio in the back of where I had a like a vintage shop music store. Okay. Anyway, she would get off the bus there. and One day she got off the bus, and I was in the back with my band trying to find a singer and she came walking in and we were all just sitting there and we were recording yeah the the auditions and i go jade sing something and we just started playing and i wrote this quick little melody okay
0: yeah and And she
1: sang it and we just it just blew us (laughs) away away totally and And i recorded it too and then i had the recording too and it was like i drove around for like a week listening to this recording going wow this is like so she could always sing really good.
0: Great, yeah. She
1: wasn't really a great singer at the time, but she has really become.
0: Right. Jade Castrinos, where yeah. can we? Uh, where's she living?
1: She lives in Hollywood. She's, she's here. she's, local. she's Making records. She's
0: doing good. Terrific. All right. We'll keep an yeah. eye out for her. Yeah.
1: That was a good day at Coachella. I'm though.
0: sure it was a good day. Yeah. <laughs> Coachella. I'm a big uh, music festival person. I okay. love them. So. Uh, so I yeah whatever opportunity I can get to whichever part of the world I can get to it's always fun. With, um, with the uh, the music scene, how have you seen it evolve, or have you?
1: I don't know. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of, it kind of left me in the dust in a, in a sense, or I'm, I don't know what to make of it. I just feel mm-hmm. like, I know that nobody buys records anymore, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, we were hanging out the other day, and you gave me a, a hard copy CD, and I thought, wow, that's cool, because yeah. you try to get these these days, and people say, well, just, you know, get on my... Get on my iTunes. Right. Um, I'm a little old school, so I like physical yeah, everything. Yeah. I like physical books. I like physical CDs. I and like vinyl has made stuff. a big
1: comeback too. So vinyl sells really good. Yeah. So when you're touring, if you have a nice merchandise booth and like. Vinyl, yeah. maybe a six-inch vinyl, mm-hmm. a CD, T-shirts, whatever.
0: Yeah, so oh, touring, speaking of T-shirt, yeah, yeah, I'm sporting my Saint James T-shirt I like today. Shirt. I like it too. It looks really good on it? I got really on the, honor, I got all the it? memorabilia, and so I'm uh, I'm officially a fan now. Well, I was anyway, but cheers! <laughs> cheers to that! Cheers. Um, but no, it's um, you know, it's it's one of those things where creativity. I think if I wanted to ask you, I was thinking about it, and I, and I was thinking, you know. How do I define the type of music that you play, and it's a little blues, it's a little folk, it's a little rock, mm-hmm. and then I thought that's exactly the point, right? Music can't be defined, and that's part of the beauty of it
1: I mean it just is what it is, yeah. so that record and to answer your question about the music business i mm-hmm. don't I just know you have to get out and tour right you really have to tour, and that can be tiring mm-hmm. but it's also a really beautiful experience if you're on the right tour but um you just got to follow your heart, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if you're trying to conform to, like, the current vibe or the trend, mm-hmm. then that could be a problem for some people. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I'm, like, older. I'm just doing my thing, like...
0: Who were your uh, your musical heroes? You
1: know, I was, like, a big Led Zeppelin guy. Okay. And, like a Jeff Beck. You probably don't even know who that is, Jeff Beck. Jeff
0: Beck. It's Ooh. a
1: guitar thing. I was, like, a big guitar <laughs> guy. Like, I never really sang. Like, I just okay. started singing, like... Where I came to a point did, where did
0: you come, did you start singing out of uh, need? Yeah, did, just, were you looking for a singer and said, yeah, oh, I was shit. just like so fed up <laughs> with
1: trying to like find a singer in different projects I've been in. Where I just okay. was like, I have
0: to just do just this. Just do this. Yeah,
1: and it was awful. But well,
0: you're now you're pretty good.
1: I'm okay. <laughs> I don't consider myself a great singer. I can sing enough to get by. Right. And I feel like if you sing from the heart, yeah, even if you're if you're flat or pitchy or sharp or whatever, if it's coming from the heart, yeah. It's acceptable.
0: Mm-hmm. I think. So. I think anything coming from the heart, and I think that's um, part of what's missing in society these days is a lack of. Uh, I don't want to say a lack of genuineness, but but people are scared to be authentic. Yeah. And especially in this day of social media, where everything is uh, recorded, everything can be broadcast. People are people are a little nervous to speak up and um, and say what they really mean. And I think that's being reflected in the world we're seeing around us right now. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately it could yeah yeah if you um if you had to uh to pick a defining moment for you music-wise other than pin your pants with the red guitar do you well, have one
1: it's another one too like not long after that probably i was like 10 or 11 mm-hmm. my brother my oldest brother he's passed away now but mm-hmm. um had a big impact in my life but he played this record Led Zeppelin too. Uh, that's okay. kind of like a pretty popular record even now. But I remember looking at this record and there was a bunch of, it was like a, it was a bunch of people on the record and I couldn't figure out how big the band was. And I remember looking at the record and I couldn't pronounce it. Oh. Well. And I was like, what is this? And then he played it, and then I heard that song Whole Lot of Love. I don't uh-huh. know if you know that, but yeah. there's this big guitar solo in the middle, <laughs> and there's a lot of drums. And like when I heard that.
0: That, was it. that blew
1: my mind. Yeah. It literally blew my mind. I had never heard anything like that. And this is like 1970, right? 71, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: And that was what was happening back then. So when I heard that, I wanted to play drums. Okay. Too, because I heard the drums in that song. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you play drums now? No,
1: I I got a drum set back then. <laughs> I just couldn't play. Percussion it. wasn't your thing. I couldn't, but I loved looking <laughs> at them. Like drums, like the finishes on drums, like that red sparkle and yeah black, diamond, pearl, all these really cool colors. And so, like, now I collect drums. I don't collect them a lot, but I have a few sets of drums that I just like to look at. (laughs) I just look at them.
0: Do you play any other instruments?
1: I can play piano and, you know, a lot of string stuff, but...
0: Were you... Do you feel... I'm going to take it away from Jade and bring it over to you. Do you feel you were gifted with music?
1: You know, to a point, like, I could... When I was 12, I started playing, mm-hmm. and I picked it up pretty good, but I had to develop into it. Like, my ear was a little weak, mm-hmm. and like, as time went on, I got better and better with it. You know, and then at the age of 18, I was pretty good. I had it going. I was living in Florida, and I was doing pretty good with it, and then some things happened, and I kind of got off, got off path, you know? And okay. And then, just, then kind of came back around? Yeah, you know, the ways of the world can you, um, distract you.
0: You, uh, you have a studio I in do. Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And there's been some greats that have played through there.
1: Yeah. Uh, a great.
0: little Orson Welles, a little... Uh,
1: well, and the building I'm, I'm in has a lot of Hollywood Crosby, history. Crosby, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I think Elvis was also through uh-huh. there at one point.
1: And the studio, like across the street from my studio, it's an alley that separates it, and there's mm-hmm. radio recorders. It's like the old RCA building. And yeah. they would record tunes in there, and back then they didn't have reverb plates, so they would record in reverb echo chambers to okay. get to get the vocals right so they would record their music across the alley and do the vocals in my building huh. where i'm at do you feel their ghosts at all maybe <laughs> late at night it can be kind of creepy in there
0: <laughs> in a good way right yeah in the, uh...
1: yeah but there's a lot of history on that whole street there on mm-hmm. when you were there like right a lot well of st- and you're
0: adding your own history to that yep yeah mm-hmm if you, um, we were we were chatting a little bit uh, the other day offline about spirituality mm-hmm. and the uh, the role uh, of spirituality that spirituality can play versus organized religion. How do you feel that it contributes to your life, or or do you are you a vessel for spirituality?
1: Well, I mean, well, what what is your question really like? So
0: what I, what I'm asking is, uh, I, I guess what I'm wondering is, how important a role does it play in your life?
1: It's it's been a big role, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't really grow up religious. I never really went to church. I mm-hmm. never really studied anything. Sure. And then
0: I ask because you can hear it, right? You yeah, can hear I mean, it the songs layer. The, the, uh,
1: There's a through little the bit tracks. of ego in that record, but not much. Like mm-hmm. I was trying to strip it down, and like the next record is going to be egoless. <laughs> I hope that's the goal. Yeah, just can
0: like, can we can we as human beings be a hundred percent egoless? I mean, it's a ni- it's nice. Can, to, but you have it's to. It's nice to be able to to aspire to that level of. Uh,
1: you know, there's a there's a saying. I think I told you, like you're either a, a host to the spirit, the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, or whatever you want to call it, or mm-hmm. a hostage to your ego, and mm-hmm. like the spirit is kind of that gentle, really soft voice that's trying to lead you. Mm-hmm back home maybe and then the ego is just like where's my stuff where's my everything why aren't you doing you know the little the chatter the constant Mm -hmm. chatter so through spirituality I like to call it mind training like you have to train your mind it's almost like seeing the world through the eyes of your higher power or seeing the world through the eyes of the body or the ego and like I think the body kind of represents the ego and like it's difficult to do that because
0: but the body is necessary at this point because in the world we're living in, now whether we transcend into you know a different world in the afterlife, is not up to me to say. But right. how do you get away from using the body? The body, in my opinion, the body is different than ego.
1: Well, and a lot of non-duality teachings, or like the Course of Miracles, for example, mm-hmm. would say that that um you're really not a body that you've mm. you know you're kind of like in Kansas dreaming of the yellow brick road <laughs> this is kind of crazy but but if you use your body as a as a you know um, how do you say it for the purpose of the Holy Spirit or mm-hmm. the Spirit to like guide you then mm-hmm. the body is just kind of like neutral mm-hmm. and that it'll be taken care of and it'll Mm. always be healthy and you don't have to worry about it. But then if the body's used for the purpose of the ego, then it suffers and it ages and it has problems. And Mm. that's just the way of the world.
0: Now, is that a lot uh, uh, in our minds?
1: I mean, the power
0: to control how we view ourselves clearly. I would
1: think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like the mind is really Mm -hmm. thought is really what it is. And like, you know, like uh, when I was really young, I I was probably thirteen. And I was in sh- I was in Chicago with my sister visiting, and she took me to her in laws. And their grand her I guess her great her grandfather in law was there. This okay. old guy, his name was George actually, and he passed away. All right. I met him a few times, and he passed away. I'm just the reason I'm saying yeah, is because yeah, yeah. I was really young, and I went to his funeral. And I used to sit at this table and talk with him, and he would smoke cigarettes, and he was like ninety. Hmm. And then, like a few weeks later, he passed away. Hmm we went to the funeral and I saw him in his casket and it was the first time I ever saw a dead death. person. Yeah, but the
0: first time, the first experience with the death The reason I'm always... saying this is
1: because when, it's almost like when you see a dead person, there's there's nothing there. It's just the body and there's mm-hmm. nothing there to tell it what to do. So, like, my mind is telling my body what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And the world says your body just does whatever it wants. Oh, I get sick. I got knee problems. My, my arm sure. hurts. And like, yeah. then they treat the effect and really the cause is the mind I mean this is kind of like deep teaching so it can be complicated but the, what I believe and really if you if you contemplate it the mind is mm-hmm. in control and it's telling you what to do it's like sure. I'm going to pick up that cup
0: yeah and right? I think I, I does that think, make
1: sense to you like Yeah, when no, you really it, think about it it,
0: it, it does and so I so all
1: sicknesses I, of the mind and the body is just it's mm-hmm. proven to you what's mm-hmm. going on and if you heal the mind then the body will follow
0: which is very different than uh, what Western medicine world. tells us to do right, right. Uh, a lot opposite. of a, a lot of Eastern philosophy and what I'm hearing out of you have you been out to uh, to some of these uh, Eastern uh, places India or, or I've been to Indiana Tibet <laughs> Indiana no. I've been to Indiana
1: <laughs> no I've never been I'd like to go but you know you don't yeah. have to go there no to I'm get, not saying you
0: have to go but I, I would like
1: to go but yeah there's something to say about that
0: sure But
1: there's a lot going on here. And like in the 30s too, in the early 1930s, there was a big spiritual movement going Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. with like Ernest Holmes and Science of Mind, the I Am Discourses, Mm -hmm. even the 12 Steps, the AA program was written in the 30s and there was a lot going on then that was kind of transcended from the East a little Mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. So... We got it going on here, you know. I think there's there's a big movement going on now, too. Yeah, and
0: and for me, the power of the mind is, uh, you know, I'm I'm a big believer in in, uh, the philosophy that everything just is. It's not good or bad until you assign it a good or a bad. Right. It's not big or small until you assign it a big or small. And so uh, that is all uh, our own ability to carve out uh, a path for ourselves. And it can be a path that sees love and sees happiness and sees opportunity or it can be a path that sees fear and stress and uh and try to negate that and and the moment is the moment, right? Yeah. Yeah. With your music, I'm going to go back to the music. Okay. Uh what what sound? I mean, for those that want to hear the uh the album, how would you describe it?
1: I mean, it's kind of like a like a blues rock, rock blues type of feel, but then So I had it right. I don't I don't really know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know what to make of that record. I'm kind of over that record. I'm working on another one, but that's a You know, I'm proud of that record. Some of the songs I have, I don't really like to sing them anymore, but there's a couple on there, but it's good.
0: Okay, perfect. When can we expect uh, a new record from you? Probably in like
1: seven months. Okay,
0: so you're just easing into it. Yeah,
1: but this next record's going to be probably more... Actually, more bluesy. I think. Okay. I'm like a blues okay. guy at heart. Like when I listen to those Memphis, yeah. or I mean those Mississippi Delta yeah. blues guys, it right. literally will crack me open.
0: Yeah. Well, I grew up in uh, in Calgary, up in Canada, and, and so I'm I'm a little bit of a country country blues kind of girl. The country blues is yeah. beautiful. Like, yeah,
1: it's really it's like good, Mississippi John Hurt mm-hmm. or f- There's a guy Mississippi Fred McDowell mm-hmm. or Sunhouse. When you when I listen to those guys, that's like you know pre electric guitar, like.
0: Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah, it warms yeah. my heart. So good.
1: It'll oh, make me cry almost.
0: <laughs> we don't want you to cry. Well,
1: there's a song on there called "Come to the River." It's kind of like a has a, a Mississippi Fred McDowell feel. I think that's, yeah, but it, that's also like I used to um study this one spiritual teaching. They always say like just go with the flow of the river. Like go mm. with the flow of the river. So. Those old blues guys would sing tunes like, I'm going to go down to the river and lay my body down. I'm going to die (laughs) because it was so tough, you know, like a hard time, sad world. So in my tune, I'm saying, come to the river and we're going to wash your tears away and like everything's going to be fine. And you you watch the river flow. If you go with the flow of the river and don't Mm -hmm. fight it. That it'll take you where you want to go you know
0: can you feel those times when you're in flow and when you're not yeah totally yeah
1: like you know you're, either, you're able to
0: recognize that. if you're a
1: hostage or if you're a host you okay. know if you're a if sure. you're a host it's like pretty much happy joyous and free and if you're a hostage to your ego you're restless irritable and discontent
0: mm-hmm.
1: you ever felt like that
0: uh, i have i try not to anymore how do you feel right <laughs> now you feel... i'm feeling good. i got my saint james shirt <laughs> on i'm feeling good today no, it, um, you know, you can wake up and, um, you know, knock on wood. I think the biggest problem anyone can have is a health-related issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think aside from that, you can get yourself to a place where you want to be with a little bit of... Um, of um, it's interesting. We have a word. Um, it's tough to explain it. It's uh, in Greek. I'm Greek, and so we have a word in Greek called thelisi. Mm-hmm. thelisi I'm Greek too, a little bit. Too, Are yeah. you Greek too? A little bit. There you go, a little bit Greek in there. Uh, thelisi basically means there's no literal English translation, but it basically means um, a want, um, a, um, a, a drive to, and in, in, in a positive way, to get something done. And so when you have thelisi, it means you just, all of your being wants something to happen. And, uh, and I think that uh, even when you have some health issues, if you have felicity to, to overcome them, you can you can get to a point where you're comfortable with where you're at, and, uh, and that's important.
1: Well, you look pretty healthy.
0: Yeah, well, we were having some sushi the other day, that's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's good, you know, I think, I think life is too short, and I think you have to enjoy what you do, and I think you have to enjoy who you're around, and if you don't, you need to take a step back and figure out why. Uh, so I've, I've personally have no time for people that complain. Right. Um, although it really helps in songs.
1: I hear you. Yeah. I think for me at this point in my life, where like I, I'm I'm a pretty good like spiritual student. I'd like to think you mm-hmm. know I have moments of clarity. And I'll kind of see the light, and then I go back to like learning. So like I'm mm-hmm. like I'm in I'm in learning right now. Okay. I'm training my mind, but. Do you aspire to enlightenment? I mean, yeah. You know, that would be the goal. Mm-hmm. It says, like, to be enlightened, it would be hard to keep your feet on the ground. Mm. So I think the mind can be enlightened, but the body is kind of like the way of the world. But um mm-hmm. what I was going to say was, there was this prayer that I came across. It's actually, in one of my songs, I shortened it, but the prayer would be, or, or you know, almost like an affirmation. What would you have me do? Mm-hmm. Where would you have me go? What would you have me say and to whom? And to, like... To live like that means I have to let go of anything that I think I think that's best for me. And if I can just Mm. be guided Mm. and like step back, then life is so much easier and it's easier to wake up. But but if I'm in the way of like, well, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to say? And to whom? And then my Mm. chatter part (laughs) of me goes, well, wait a minute, I got to do this. And I, supposed to do that I'm supposed to go do this and all these things and like it would be like if we were hiking you know what I mean like sure. we're on a on a hike yeah and we have a guide and the guide is an, an enlightened enlightened being or sure. something
0: yeah and he wants to stick on the path and right? there's a path and he knows Don't the cross way the little red he line. knows the
1: way to the mountaintop and then we're, we're cruising along and all of a sudden I go wait I'm gonna go I'm gonna go this way <laughs> there's something over there that I like yeah. that's calling me yeah right. Then you guys go. Okay, we're just gonna wait here for you. <laughs> and you go run along. <laughs> it might be dark over there. It might get crazy yeah. out that way. But we're just gonna wait. We're not mad at you. We're yeah. not gonna like crucify you to hell. <laughs> we're just gonna wait because we have all the time in the world. Like mm-hmm. it's eternity. And like, and then I run yeah. along and
0: do your thing over there.
1: I'm like, yeah. go out there and beat myself up. <laughs> and
0: but this is the then thing I that come was... back
1: and you're waiting and they go. Oh, shall we continue on? And then we continue on. And all of a sudden. You go, hey, I got to go now. And you go down. <laughs> like, we're just going to wait if we just wait for you. So yeah. it's, there's all the time in the world to find your way, you know?
0: Do you feel called to do anything right now? Are you called to play music? Are you called I, to share a message?
1: I am. You know, the the message is like, this is the message, you know? Mm. Yeah. What would you have me do? Where would you have me go? What would you have me saying to him?
0: Mm. And it's unfortunate Nothing that, else that, matters. that this message isn't... Uh, shared with our youth a little bit more.
1: I mean it's getting around. And then all of a sudden yeah. the world will call me back in and all of a sudden I'm a I'm a hostage to my ego and I'm hmm. I'm angry. Where's my stuff?
0: Where's my stuff? Where did it go? Why have I not achieved what society tells me I should have achieved by now, right?
1: There's a quote that says, A healed mind makes no plans. That's a difficult statement. Hmm. It's like how do you do that?
0: Speaking of healed minds, it's um Mandela Day. Is it? Today, yes. He knew. He knew and, the truth. Uh, and he knew the truth. He is um, by far one of my one What of my is idols. the truth, by the way? Uh, the, the truth is that, that none of this is. You know, you just... Uh, a,
1: I am nobody.
0: Yeah, I am nobody. You saw Game um, of Thrones,
1: Ariana. <laughs> Ariana, what's she? She's She's Aria. Aria's great. I am nobody.
0: Um, that really and, means and, I am nobody. Well, <laughs> you know, I am nobody. Like, think about that, right?
1: I'm interested to see how her character turns out. Yeah, but she did some really pretty heavy deeds in the last season. But you haven't seen that, so I won't tell you. You what know
0: what? I, I i finished season five. Right. Um, I'm 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 Game waiting. Of yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I just found it fascinating with the whole um, the faces and being. You know, there's there's a lot of underlying messages in that show. Uh, totally, and it's together with the cinematography. I mean, you know, no, a lot yeah, going it's, on. It's a great one, but um, but with with her and with um with the themes. We were talking about yeah. um, I lost my train of thought. Now what were we talking about? We were coming from
1: just the spiritual aspects. Yeah, just coming back,
0: coming back from no. But I had a, I had a. You distracted me, George. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) I had a thought in my head where this was going. But basically, it, um, yeah, it comes down to, I think being comfortable with yourself, and uh, and listening to that little voice that we all have inside of us, right? And trying to filter that out. But I think that's where coming to a place of I don't want to say silence, because not everyone uh, is a meditator. Not everyone prays. Uh, But just a place where, for you, you have some peace. Whether that's cooking, whether that's playing music, whether that's playing a sport. Uh, We can all find a place where we get into the zone. And uh, we can differentiate when we are in the zone and when we're not. And I think that's where you find happiness. Yeah, you
1: can always tell by the way you feel, you know.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: There's a quote, there's in A Course in Miracles perspective, it says... That the the ego speaks loudest and first. Okay. And that it's suspicious at best and vicious at worst. Mm-hmm. And then the spirit is the quiet voice that's just gets drowned out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But if we train our minds yeah. to like only be a host, then we can hear the guidance. Right. And we can kind of like... Uh, not, no, no, not well, silence the ego mm-hmm. but you almost like you transcend the ego you you take it's almost like perception and knowledge the ego is perception and it's we're seen through the darkened glass and then mm-hmm. we train our minds and we transcend the ego into knowledge where it's only true
0: now for some of the viewers at home good, some it? of the people that yeah absolutely but that that's what <laughs> I want you to explain is you've talked about training the mind how does one go about doing that
1: well just like anything if I was a piano player yeah. I would play the piano and I'd do my my scales uh, doing them over and over repetition and mm-hmm. then you get to the point where you can just do it blindfolded mm-hmm. and then you can just do it without even seeing the music well, what do just, you do to
0: train your mind
1: well like I like the Course in Miracles so right. the Course in Miracles has mm-hmm. it's a text There's it's a book it's three books and there's lessons there's mm-hmm. 365 lessons one for each day of the year and then there's a textbook to help you with the lessons Mm -hmm. and then there's a manual for teachers in the back because it kind of wants you to be a teacher student or Mm -hmm. student teacher so for me the mind training would be like through prayer and meditation and and doing the lessons on a daily basis Mm -hmm. to train your mind only to see the world through the eyes of your higher power Mm -hmm. and not see it through the ego because Mm -hmm. the world through the eyes of the ego is a crazy place look what's going on yeah and it's hard to, to deny that because we're here. Right. But the court, any non-duality teaching will tell you that you're not even here, that yeah. you've made the whole thing up, that you're dreaming a dream Or well, we're in Kansas, dream. right? Yeah. Yeah. Or at home in the heart of God, dreaming of separation.
0: Mm. Or of togetherness. Yeah. Dreaming that somebody will always be with you.
1: You know, like they say that there's a lot of talk of oneness. And okay. Like,
0: between all things yeah, all So beings. what is
1: oneness in a world of duality? How could you be mm. How could there be oneness when all we see is duality? One has to be true and one has to be illusion and
0: Which do you feel is true?
1: Well, the eyes prove that I'm separate mm-hmm. from you and that you are over there and I'm here and I have my body and you have your body and I have my little private thoughts and everything, but But, yeah. If there's only oneness, then that mm. can't be true. Mm. So it's the twilight zone. The twilight <laughs>
0: zone. <laughs> You've got your guitar. We've got a few minutes till we wrap up. Will you strum a little for me?
1: I guess. Because I love it. I'm, I don't really want to, but I will. No,
0: you will, you will.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna play a short version
0: Okay. Up. Of try Always Be With You, okay? Amazing. I would love to have you do that.
1: I'll try to do that. Let's see if I can do that. Can you sing? Will you sing with me? Oh Goodness. <laughs> Have been here that long?
0: Has it been? Yeah, it's been almost an hour. No way. But you and I could chit-chat though. with you It's great, it's great we, um, We're really happy to have you here I'm Thank you for coming on board Thank you for playing for us And thank you for the conversation I appreciate it Yes, the St. James Band, George Castrino Is here with us today You can find the album on iTunes You can also pick it up on Amazon And you can also take another look at our episode Here at AfterBuzz TV Via YouTube, Podcast And AfterBuzzTV.com George, I'll give you a hug I'm a hugger there we I'll go. Thank for you for me. being here. Right. Thanks for watching us. We'll see you again next time.
1: From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV Network. To watch
0: or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterbuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily
1: reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.